we haven't done this in a while. Like five years ago, we had a big apple day where we made apple butter, apple pie, filling all sorts of stuff. Then our freaking apple tree got taken out by God, lightning. Okay, well, let's not get upset with the big guy. He <laughs> giveth and he taketh away. Apparently, he wanted no more apple days at Pedersen Farms. <laughs> you, knowing you, you were like pulling apples off and hucking them at cars as they drove by. <laughs> I did actually do that yeah, when see, I was little. <laughs> you deserve to have your apples taken away. Hit a car window once. I was in the ditch. I threw one out of the ditch. Mary I, listens I, to this, doesn't she? Oh, yeah. She's got her head in her hands right now. I laughed about it. Uh, She's head in hands right now <laughs> saying, "What? where did I go wrong with this kid? I laughed about it, ran back to the house. About a minute later, I look outside, car turned around, pulled back in. Some guy got out all decked out in army gear. Oh, no. And he like knocked on the door and just my mom went to the door and she he just wanted to tell her what happened and everything. And she said, oh, thanks. And whew, when that door shut, it was over. <laughs> it was over. It was bad. Imagine I got, I got punished good. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back into another chaotic episode. I am coming in chaos-filled of the Backroads and Bonfires podcast, brought to you live from the Vista Paints studios. The studio sponsored by America's greatest locally owned, organically sourced paint shop. I don't know if it's organic. What do you think? I'm Adam Pedersen, by the way, joined by Burke. Mm, Whatever. (laughs) Burke works at Vista Paints uh, occasionally in his spare time. Loves that place. Stop sucking up to me. So. I got a bone to pick with you. Yeah, I hear there's some beef. I'm going to pick this bone with you, and then we're going to talk about how great Vista Paints is. Okay. I'm nervous. I sent Adam a text a week or so, two weeks ago. I don't know where you were, but I just sent a text that said, you got a lot of nerve. <laughs> yes, he did. And then you have been acting like you don't know what any of this is about. And I don't. Truly. I'm truly angry at you. And here's why. A week and a half ago, I'm walking through the hallway at school. Mm-hmm. And who do I see? The lovely Mary Pedersen. And I strike up a conversation with Mary Pedersen. <laughs> About how great her Chex Mix is and how I was eating a bunch of it when I was over here. And Mary proceeds to tell me that she told you, I'm going to make some Chex Mix for Ryan. And you told her, no, he doesn't need any. (laughs) Uh, I have two questions for you. I think I wanted to hoard it all for myself. I have two questions for you. (laughs) Number one, where do you get off? And number two, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> oh, no. I was so close so to getting my own batch of Sweet Mary Pedersen's Chex Mix. And I ate it all. And you said, no, Ryan doesn't need any. Don't make him some. <laughs> that is a betrayal, the likes of which I have never experienced, sir. Good day bad. to you. <clears throat> that was bad. I said good day. All right. That was episode 147. <laughs> and I, Bonfires podcast. I want on this podcast right now for everybody to hear, I want an apology, sir. Well, you can't just demand them. I am demanding it <laughs> or I will go on a silent holdout for the rest of this podcast. Can we blame my mom? It's her fault for making such delicious. You're going to throw mix. Mary under the bus. It's so delicious, though, that I want it all for myself. Sweet Mary P. All right. Uh I apologize, Ryan, for hoarding and eating the Chex Mix that was um, supposed to be shared with you. I couldn't help myself. I lost myself like a fat kid who had chocolate (laughs) cake for the first time. I couldn't stop eating. Well, I accept your apology and don't ever let it happen again. I am sorry. Good thing is uh, a lot more going to be made the next few weeks. I'll make sure to hook you up. Is that at all what you thought 
I was so mad about. I had no idea. Oh, there I were, figured. Well, at first when I you was, said I have a I lot of nerve. I was throwing haymakers in the text group. I was so mad. At first when you said, Adam, you've got a lot of nerve. I was like, I don't think I edited out anything like the first kiss thing accidentally. <laughs> so I didn't know what it was. So I decided, well, I guess we'll just wait and see. I've been stewing over it. Brooding, I, actually. I would like to apologize. Okay. I'm sorry. That was rude of me. And I'll make it up for you by sharing some of the next batch with you. Okay. I think we can let bygones Thanks be bygones. A lot, Mom. I think we can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, my jaw about hit the floor when she told me that because I thought, can't be. Can't be that one of my best friends would do that to me. That doesn't make any sense. And then I thought, well, is Mary Patterson the type of person that would lie right to your face? Just bald face lie. And I thought, no, that, that's not true either. No, that's her son. So it must be Adam. Okay, yeah. let's talk about Vista Paints. She's in Evans. They're good quality people. Pedersons, a little rough around <laughs> the edges. Well, there's no need to go after Mike here. <laughs> All right, Vista Paints. Uh, arguably the greatest small business in America. It's up there. Um, owned by two great Americans. Yep. Chad Buckholtz and Tony Buckholtz. Um, get your paints, get your stains, get your floor paint, get everything there, man. We got so many great products that can help you. Um, we do make our own paint on site. That's how you know it's good and we'll stand behind it. Yes, sir. And go in there and mention the Backroads and Bonfires podcast to get 10% off your order, folks. Ten. I tell you what, what does every child want to see under the tree on Christmas morning? <laughs> A brightly paint. wrapped one gallon can <laughs> of Decorator White Vista Paints, latex paint. <laughs> That's what every kid is running downstairs hoping to find. And you know what fits great in the stocking of that child? A quart of Vista Paints yeah. um, oil-based stain. And one of them wood tongs that you stir with. Yeah, the little wood stir stick. Get a couple paint brushes in there. Get some some masking painter's tape. Oh, yeah. Now I, we're talking. And let let the kid go nuts. It's a beginner you know? set right there. Take the BB gun back to, to the store. Return it. Send the Transformers back in the mail. Yep. Go get your kids some paint and some stain and some uh, some brushes and some rollers. And you watch their face light up on that, that mm -hmm. Christmas morn. Yep. Okay. Um, Tony Buckholtz dropped a bomb of a revelation the other day when I was in there. Okay. I don't know if we've ever seen a greater fumbling of a bag in our life. Oh, no. The city of Alta fumbled the bag big time. Oh, what happened? So Tony casually drops in conversation. He used to live in Alta. Really? We had Tony Buckholtz and Man, we lost him. That pisses me right off. Talk about fumbling the bag. I want to know who was on the city council when this happened. <laughs> and if they're not living, find out who their kids are and send their kids hate mail. We, we should have blocked the highways and kept the moving truck from getting him over to Newell. Think about that's a sliding doors moment in history. If Tony Buckholtz stays in Alta... Chad Buckholtz stays here, which also means you end up with the first lady of Vista Paints, Melinda Buckholtz, working in Alta, which Melinda is a fine civil servant, spent many years working for the city of Newell. Yep. Imagine that expertise here only could have boosted our already great city, city, uh, what am I saying? City workers department. Okay. So you add that into the mix for a dream team. Chad Buckholtz ends up going to Alta. Mm -hmm. He's your point guard. Be sick. You got Buck running the point. Adam in the paint. I don't know if you guys would have lost a game. Game over. Stockton and Malone all day. It's unbelievable. It would have been Elsa's version of Kemp and Peyton. <laughs> it's just an all-time bag fumble that we Gosh. had Tony Buckholz and we lost him. Yeah. I, I have never known that till now, and it's depressing. That's <laughs> it's depressing. crazy. But to have Chad in the red and black wearing the Cyclone at that time, it's a... Would have gone so well. Alters the course of... Northwest Iowa history. Yeah. And I don't think that's exaggerating at all. Would have gone so well with his fro. Yeah. And then you also got to imagine him running routes. Oh, all day. Out there catching, you know, catching the pigskin, getting slung big, around uh, the yard. Big running the ball program back in the day, though. Uh, I feel like Chad would have been under, <laughs> underutilized <laughs> under in football. Well, here's the thing with Buck. He's a good blocking receiver. Yeah. He's a good blocking receiver. He probably would have been a running back for us, honestly. He's fast. Yeah, him and Joel. He's fast. Yeah. So, man, sometimes I it, ever since Tony revealed that it keeps me up at night. Dang, It keeps me up at night thinking about what could have been. 
I'm going to ask him the year, and I'm going to start going back in the archives and see if I can find out who was on city council and why they let this happen. Yeah. How did they How did they permit Tony Buckholtz to move yeah. from Alta? Yeah. Dang shame. Dang shame. <sighs> yep. So you got any other? I got a lot of thoughts. Oh, somebody. I haven't been on in two weeks. Throw one this out. This is going to be a big thoughts pod. I think so, too. Um, well, we started off talking about uh, me completely screwing you over when it comes to Christmas treats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just want to know, are you big on Christmas treats in general? Ooh. What's I a, love them. What's a Christmas treat? So if you're talking like almond bark pretzels, fudge, homemade toffee, maybe like the pretzels. Homemade where people... toffee? Is this like Switzerland in the 1870s? <laughs> Who's eating homemade toffee? I made some like a is, week and a half ago. Is toffee what's in a Heath bar? Yeah. That's like that stuff chips your teeth. It's can, it can it can be kind of like a butterfinger. You know what else? There. I don't mess with peanut brittle. I don't touch it. No, it's dangerous. No, it's like eating it's shards dangerous. of glass. Yes. Um, how about the, the round pretzels where you shove like the Rolo down the middle, you stick a M&M on top, all those yummy Christmas chocolate treats. Okay. So let I me, love them so much. Let me give you a little bit of a history here. Uh, my mom was a Geneser. Okay. That was the last name Geneser. Okay. And there was, almost sounds like Ebenezer. It does. There for many years was my mom's side of the family did cookie day. Okay. Ooh. And yeah. all the women on my mom's side, my aunts, my grandma, cousin, they would get together on a Saturday and they had it down to a science, like what order each cookie got baked, because then the they, they always made it so the oven never had to be lowered, only warmed up more and more. Oh, yeah. They kept detailed records of every type of cookie and the number of cookies they made in the thousands. They made it into the newspaper. This is incredible. Yeah. And like one of my favorite Christmas. And then they would at the end of the day, everybody brought like a bunch of ice cream buckets and they would divvy them all up and take them to our families. And we just had buckets of Christmas cookies. I love this. We'd take them to school or sometimes, you know, church. We'd share them with neighbors and stuff. But they kept such detailed records that you could go back to the year 2001 and find out exactly how many chocolate waffle cookies my Aunt Rhonda made that year. That's crazy. They'll tell you. Crazy. Yeah. It was, and then they made peanut butter balls. They made Kringla. They made all that stuff. My favorite cookie is the the chocolate waffle cookie. Do you know what that is? No, but it sounds amazing. It's a chocolate cookie that's made on a waffle iron, and then frosted with chocolate frosting. So it's 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 amazing. If family's gotten so big that it's hard to get everybody there, so I think it's kind of the end of an era. But um, cookie day. So do I like Christmas treats? I like cookie day, and I like what comes out of cookie day. Mm. Um, I feel like there was also some, what's that cookie where they take like a, almost like a Hershey kiss and just put it in the top. Oh, those are good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they're called though. It's some, it's not like a gingerbread. It kind of looks like it, but it's not quite a gingerbread. I know what you're talking and about. And I think though. what you're talking about where you shove the thing through the pretzel, yeah. that was a thing. Yeah. Um, so good. peanut butter balls. My aunt Chris made peanut oh, butter balls. Man. Yeah. Dang, that reminds me of like our family sweet corn days, and now it's just so much family. Everyone's older; like no one really does it anymore, except me, my mom, dad, my aunt. Used to be cousins, grandmas, grandpas, everything. I'm gonna try to ask my mom between now and next pod what's the most amount of cookies they made. Yeah, you I should. know they made in the thousands, and see what their record was. <sighs> that sounds awesome. I just love stuff like that. I feel like people don't get together and do stuff like that anymore. Well, everybody just says like, "Oh, Snapchat me a hug," or. <laughs> Fax me your feelings. I mean, yeah, it's all too, it's too digital. Gosh, those days are awesome. I tell you what, I made a critical error the other day, but I think I made a medical discovery in the process. Yeah. I was eating a bag of sweet, spicy chili Doritos. The best chip on earth. I tell you what, do not get that cut or do not get that dust in an open cut. Oh, that's not good. It burns. Yep. I think it might be antiseptic. I think you could use it to clean a wound out. Did it heal? Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, the amount of pain that I was feeling, I'm like, this could only be from, like, bacteria being killed off. <laughs> There's a little rubbing alcohol. Yeah, it's chip. like putting, like, straight rubbing. <laughs> That's what it felt like, is, like, straight rubbing alcohol into an open cut. You got to, when you're putting your hand into a bag of sweet, spicy chili Doritos, check your nails. Make sure you don't have a hangnail or something, because yep, it will over. burn. Gosh, those are good. But I think in so a pinch... Good. You're out in the woods and you, you know, fall and impale your leg. I think you could rub a chip on that and it probably right. kill the bacteria. So note to self, if I'm ever traveling or hiking, I need to have a fun size bag of those chips with me. Mm-hmm. Grind them up and rub it right on the wound. Do you like attention? Like, do you like? Yeah, I'm a podcaster. <laughs> do you? But do you like 
Um, do you like on your birthday? Do you like all the attention you get on your birthday? Oh, um, I don't care one way or another. If a bunch of people tell me happy birthday, I feel loved. Um, and I think it's cool, but I'm also 36 and like, it's all good if you don't. Okay. The people in my life that like matter, I talk to regularly. So happy belated birthday, by the way. Thanks. Um, I don't mind being told happy birthday. I absolutely hate, you know, as a teacher, going to school the day after you get a haircut. I hate it. Really? I hate people talking to me about my haircut. They're not making fun of me. They're just like, do you get your haircut? Like, what do you think? (laughs) It's three inches shorter than it was yesterday. Yeah, I happened to get my haircut. What do you think? (laughs) What do you think? Or they walk in, they're like, you got a haircut. It's like, why are we talking about this? This is not a thing. It's part of life. I hate the attention you get the day after a haircut. I actually kind of like that. Oh, I hate it. I think women like it. I think they like want people to go like, your hair looks so good. For me, it's like, please don't draw attention to it. I don't want to talk about it. It's just a haircut. We don't. This is not a thing. And we're moving on. Like, but, you know, when you. You know, if I didn't work at a school, I don't think people would say as much. But like you interact with like over 100 people a day and they're kids and they're not being mean about it. They're just like, oh, haircut or did you get a haircut? It's like, yes. Or like the day after I shave because I usually grow my beard. Yep. Excuse me. I usually grow my beard out really long and then I shave it. And the kids was like, did you shave? It's like, why are you asking me that question? <laughs> you get an F today. Yeah. Hey. For asking me that question. Uh, consequences. Sorry, pal. I've actually have had kids say, like, the day after I shave, like, you shouldn't shave. You look better with a beard. I'm like, well, that's mean to say. That's just rude. (laughs) That uh, When you work with kids, especially teenagers, you have to have, like, the height of an elephant. You have to have thick skin. They say some incredibly rude things, not even always on purpose. They don't even realize they're just being rude. Just part of it's one of the defects of the age. They get better as they get older. I am with you. I I do get some of that and notice that uh, on youth trips, but that's very... Helping with youth group one night a week and going on a week-long youth trip is minimal compared to every day. Every day. Of your life. It's kind of, I'm kind of weird because I'm an egomaniac, and which we've learned from many stories from the past that you and me and Tom have told together. Um, and I have a podcast. I post videos on social media, and I would love if they got hundreds of thousands of views someday. But I do get... In person, like when people are giving compliments or talking about stuff, sometimes it is. I do get a little awkward and want to deflect it back to them. Hmm. Like I don't know. It's it's so it's weird that I do like the attention, but also like when I'm getting it in person, I want to deflect it. I don't know. Interesting. There's probably people out there to say, "No, you don't do that. You're full yourself." <laughs> and I could be. I want to give a shout out to Cody Galvin. Cody, long time listener, Jim's brother. Brother of big time Timmy Jim. Yep. Three-time yep. guest, I think, now. I think he's in the three-timers Yeah, club. three-time guest. Tim Galvin, Ryan Rosillo voice. <laughs> anyway. His brother doesn't sound like Ryan Rosillo. No, not at all. But Cody's good people. Like Cody. Shout out, Cody. What do you? F- how do you feel about this new trend in waitressing where they stop by your table like Five minutes, less than five minutes, three minutes after they delivered the food. Everything going okay here? No, that's not it. Okay, my bad. It's the phrasing of the question that I don't like. How's everything tasting? It's fine. How are the first couple bites? It's fine. I would have flagged you down if it wasn't. (laughs) Like, don't ask me, how's everything tasting? (laughs) What do you want me to say? Good. The burger's good. Hint of mesquite. Great. (laughs) Compliments to the chef. You and I are a little opposite on this one. I kind of like when they ask, but we've just we've talked about my love for food on this podcast before. Uh, I love to say, oh, man, amazing. Love it. Great. Hype them up. Not me. I don't make eye contact and I go, it's good. It's good. And I'm just like, we're so different. Please go. Like, <laughs> um, here's what I ask of the waitressing and waiter community. Um, try to keep an eye out if my drink's getting low. Let me know. And just ask me if I would like another. Um, try to get my food out as fast as you can. I know that doesn't always depend on you. I know there's a cook in the back that's probably, um, swamped with orders and doing the best they can. Just don't, don't lollygag if you can help it. I guess I'm fine. If you stopping by and asking if I need something, just don't ask me, how's everything tasting? That has been like, I don't know if a memo went out to every restaurant in America that this is what we're saying now. 
Everywhere I go, that's the question. Or so make sure you're enjoying your experience. How's Brian? the first couple bites? What I want to say when they come to the table and say, how's it tasting? I just want to be sarcastic and be like, when I took the first bite of that burger you brought me, ma'am, I saw heaven. And I was moved to tears. <laughs> and it felt like Carlos Santana and Rob Thomas were playing a live rendition of Smooth in but, my mouth. But slow jam style. And it was unbelievable. <laughs> and I am so glad that you asked. <laughs> And I'm going to go home and make a blog post about this. So thanks. <laughs> That's what you should do. Yeah. I do not like, though, when they ask like two minutes in. Like, they I know you're, like I know you're walking by. One bite. Yeah, I know you're walking by on the way to another table. Just give me like eight minutes. Honestly, all I want is them to stop by and go, we good? You need anything? Like, nope. Cool. See you later. Bang. Yep. Maybe even yeah. don't say anything. Just come to the table. Look at me and just like give me a little finger guns like, <laughs> nah. and I'm just like. And we're like, the we're universal good. sign, kind of like the Koosh ball. Yeah. <laughs> just finger gun and you just give him a double pistol back. It's just because it's Christmas time, you know, three, about three, four months ago it was, we discovered um, Hillary Dove is single. I think I need to go to LA with a. Is she? Oh, yeah. She's newly single. And oh, I, yeah. I told you to shoot your shot. Yeah. I think I need to go to LA with a mistletoe and find her. See, what, think happen- so? See what happens. She is. She's probably going to say, ew. But you never know. Yeah. But of all the child stars from our age, she has turned out like the best, like most normal. We'll see. Maybe me and Lizzie McGuire have a future. Does she become like the second patron saint of the pod after Devin Sawa? I mean, if we start dating, I feel like she's got to jump Devin. Or or can Devin not be jumped? I No. I think Devin is forever the patron saint of the pod, you know. Every time I want to reach out to him on social media and DM him, he just posts some crazy thing that I don't agree with. But I got to put that aside. And have I don't him think on. your guys' politics line up. No, they don't. No. But I got to put that aside, and I just want to talk a little Giants and Casper with him. Yeah. I got a bit of a dilemma right now. So someone like a month ago, friend requested me that I don't have any interest in being friends with really in real life or on social media. You know him? Yes. Uh, know them, been around them, had many conversations with. Oh, really? Uh, not because I chose to, because okay. we got kind of placed in the same circle. And so I was like, you know what? I'll accept it, and then I'll just unfollow them. Is this Tom? Is it Tom Hinkledy? I don't want to give away any names, but. <laughs> and so I unfollow, and their stuff kept showing up and showing up, and I kept hitting unfollow, and it it was like they somehow found a way to like they let, hacked in, not let me unfollow them. So then I just went and deleted their friend, the friendship. Mm. So now. I've accepted it, but now it's going to show up as somebody might know as Adam Patterson, letting them know I deleted it. At this point, I don't care because I didn't mm-hmm. want to be their friend. So we'll see what comes of it. Uh, also, I was in um, Tom's kid's classroom today, little Kennedy. Yeah. And she told one of my with the high school kids went down there to like hang out with the little kids. And she, I heard her tell one of the high school kids, my dad is Tommy Pickles. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid was like, what? And she's like, what's his name? She goes, Tommy Pickles. And I was just busted up laughing. <laughs> Kennedy corrects me she's up. She's just walking around telling people her dad's Tommy Pickles. <laughs> she listens to the pod. <laughs> yeah, she must. Or the fact that I call him that like yeah. every time I'm over there. <laughs> oh man. Um there is I have I have something that I think you and I could do next year for some content for Christmas season. Hear me out. I'm listening. Uh a Norwegian cruise line is putting on a countdown to Christmas cruise featuring stars of Hallmark Christmas movies. Isn't there only like Lacey Chabert? What's her name? <laughs> Lacey Chabert. Chabert. Yeah, it's like her. From and, Mean Girls. Yeah. And is does Candace Cameron Bure do those? Oh, she does. Um, but it's a, supposedly a cruise for all Hallmark Channel fans. Their first ever Christmas-themed cruise. They're going to play you the very first showing of a Christmas movie. That's going to be their big Christmas movie next year. And there's going to be all sorts of Hallmark stars there and christmas theme activities and games to do. We should go on it. I should see if we can get tickets, go on it, make videos, live pods. What? I would love this. I love, I watch Hallmark Christmas movies. I love it so much. What in our friendship has ever given you the indication (laughs) that I would want to do this? I think. I hate Hallmark Christmas movies. I think seeing how much (laughs) you would despise this week-long trip would be hilarious. 
they're so formulaic. Like we are not breaking any new ground in Hallmark Christmas movies. Yeah. Have you seen the the thing where people post the um all of like the pictures of the front of the box for these Hallmark movies and they're all so like eerily similar? Oh yeah, very similar. Red sweater, green sweater. I don't know if I've done this with you. I did it with in the past with some people in the pod. I took a real Hallmark movie summary and then I wrote my own and I read them and I tried to make the person guess which one was real. I'm going to do that for you next week if I haven't done that with you. No, you haven't done it. All right. I'm doing that next week. I'm going to write one of my own and then read a real one and you have to guess which one is real. You want me to do one too? Sure. Okay. Let's both do one. You know what's a really tired joke and not funny and people should stop? Saying Die Hard's your favorite Christmas movie. It's not funny. Because you don't think it's one or because it's just so overplayed? Because I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. And you're not like, I think people think they're like witty. They, it's like, you, oh, you think I'm going to say The Grinch or a Christmas Story? Nope. Die Hard. And it's like, I get it. You want us to all say Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. So you can try to point to the 10 reasons why it is. Newsflash. I've never seen Die Hard and I don't care. You've never seen Die Hard? No. And wow. I don't even want to see it now. Good like movies. I don't care. Yeah. I don't want to see it so that when somebody tries to make that joke about it being a Christmas movie, I can go, sorry, never seen it. And just like end the conversation and move on. <laughs> that's why I want to. That's why I don't want to see it. It's uh, I don't even remember how it goes. And I don't even know what my thoughts would be if it is or isn't. Um, but yeah, it's it's played out. It is. People it's, that don't think Home Alone is a Christmas movie now. I want to kick them right in the nards. It's fine to like Die Hard. Yeah. Stop. Stop saying it's a Christmas movie and then looking around the room like, eh, eh, and like waiting for <laughs> people to like laugh or something. Yeah, that and was like, totally cool in 2004. It, uh, oh, yeah. And like, I don't care to see your um, your Christmas ornament of Bruce Willis. And because, hey, check out the Christmas ornament. Like, yeah, I get it. It's Bruce Willis from Die yeah. Hard. I, don't, I haven't seen it. I don't care. Um, do you remember in the early 2000s when there was like this? Maybe it was more mid 2000s um, when people were making dresses and tuxedos out of duct tape and wearing them to prom. Oh, yeah. What was that? Boy, that's weird. Uh, somewhere in my school and Elta school back in the day. Or like girls making purses out of different t- colors of yeah, duct tape. People would make wallets out of duct tape. What was that? Yeah. A kid I graduated, two kids I graduated made wallets out of duct tape. They were big into making things out of duct tape. I Seemed like it was sense. a big conspiracy by 3M. Like, Oh, they're in the pocket of big duct tape. And it was like just a, all about boosting profits. Well, clearly it was more affordable back then because you're not doing that now. You know who works for 3M? It's cheap. Do you know who works for 3M? Yeah, a guy who cheats at paintball. <laughs> Brett Buckholtz. Yeah. I need to ask him about like was 3M secretly behind the push for like clothing and bags made out of duct tape? Tell him to look. Uh, tell him to find the 3M book of secrets. Yeah. We need to know. I figured you were going to say like, yeah, and why he's at it. Tell him to research the rules of paintball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the duct tape phase. I'm glad that's over. That was weird. Have you seen, and and women are the number one offenders of what I'm about to say. <laughs> Have you seen the amount of pictures on social media with filters on? Do they not think we'll notice? It's out of control. They're not filters like like the puppy dog ears and the puppy dog nose. They're just like like smoothers and like general like just kind of a filter that clearly you're trying to hide a wrinkle or uh-huh. but it's it's painfully obvious and they wonder why we have trust issues well i just don't know who they're fooling with it do they post it and think yes this looks like a natural picture but i know there's a filter but the audience will never know and it's like no we all know mm-hmm. is this what our society has come to is everyone just self-conscious? I don't know. Or need, what is it? We just need to love ourselves. Too much filters. I don't like tons of makeup. Like, it's out of control. Um, I just think the filters, I just think they think they're fooling people, but it's really obvious they're not. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So here's something that never made sense to me and still doesn't. When you go to a play, the makeup the cast is wearing I remember in high school asking a friend who was in the play, mm-hmm. why does your makeup look like that? It looks really bad. Mm-hmm. you know. And they were like, oh, it's because of the stage lights. Like We have to or else we won't look normal. And I'm like, you don't look normal. No. <laughs> you do not look normal on the stage. 
I was in all the plays and I remember having to wear it and thinking, what are we doing? Yes. Uh, any kind of stage makeup is usually really bad. And it's yeah. like, why are you a grandpa with bright red cherry lips? Yeah. Well, it's because of the lights on the stage. Otherwise, our lips will look washed out. It's like, well, I'm in the audience and you look like you're wearing lipstick. <laughs> you don't look like a normal guy with normal lips. Like, And uh, anytime you're an old person in a play... How they try to draw the wrinkles on is the most unrealistic yep. looking thing I've ever seen in my life. My so you were in plays in high school? Yes. And my senior year, funny enough, play and I played a grandpa. And they put like these brown lines on my face. Yes. It made me look like it looked like cat whiskers. Yes. And they're saying, well, it's wrinkles. Yep. I'm like, oh, this yeah. doesn't look like wrinkles. <laughs> what are we doing? You're going, have you ever seen an old person once in your life? Just give me a few liver spots. Yeah. <laughs> Just give me some liver spots. <laughs> Maybe like a random bruise on or, my arm. Or, and this, you know, I, I hope you're sitting down. <laughs> Just dress me like a grandpa. Address me as grandpa. I'll walk with a cane and the audience will get it. They'll know I'm grandpa. Like, put a gray wig on me. It's not a massive leap in the audience's imagination. Like, your name is grandpa. You're walking with a cane. You're wearing a gray wig. You refer to everybody as Sonny or Whippersnapper. <laughs> And like you're hunched over and you're talking like this. I'm not in the audience going, you know, he looks like a grandpa. He sounds like a grandpa. He's acting like a grandpa, but I don't see big wrinkle marks on his face. So I don't know if he's a grandpa or not. Like <laughs> nobody's saying that. Yeah. You've painted a, a vivid enough picture. Yep. We get that. He's a grandpa. Ease up on the stage makeup, <laughs> please. Couldn't agree more. Or it's like, why does everybody have giant like rouge cakes on their cheeks. Oh, so dumb. Well, it'll look washed out otherwise. You look like Raggedy Ann. Yep. <laughs> Stop. I I here's the thing. I don't want to offend people who are in the drama arts. Mm -hmm. I'm just telling you. When I go to the play, I have a great time. Um I understand that the campy stage makeup is part of the experience. Yep. I'm not angry about it. But if you're asking me for my honest opinion, how's the stage makeup? I'm going to tell you, Yeah, I love your play. I enjoyed it. The kids are great. Great acting. Makeup's not good. Yep. There's only one positive I ever remember in the being in the play and the musicals always. There was one positive to the makeup. And it was that the girls, you know, if you had a crush on one or something, you asked them, to help you with your makeup and put it on for you. So you get to sit there in the little dressing room area while the girl. Are you sure who, they didn't prank you? Who you think is a cutie touches your face and puts your makeup on for you. How'd that work out for you? I always was a big fan of it. But Usually, did it ever lead to you dating that person? No. Okay. Nope. <laughs> okay. Just check. Always dated someone else. I'm sorry. It usually wasn't in the play. I'm starting to wonder if they were like, let's make Adam's makeup terrible. This will be hilarious. No wonder I look like a cat. Let's give him bright red lips <laughs> and cat whiskers when he's supposed to be a grandpa. It's just, it's got to be some bygone thing where it's just, we're just supposed to do it, I guess. I d but maybe, it's not necessary. Maybe, maybe the people listening are like, Burke, you're an idiot. That's just like part of the, that's part of the look. That's part of the experience. It's, it's part of what you're signing up for. Would you rather ride a bowl for eight seconds? Or listen to Seth Rogen laugh for an hour. Oh, my gosh. Give me the bowl. I think so. Give me the bowl. I'll take my chances. I'm not going to listen to. <laughs> I can't even do it. I wish I could do it. Oh, I can't do it either. Somebody. Uh, <laughs> you're not even close. Nope. Somebody did like a smash cut of Seth Rogen laughing. Yeah. And I almost threw my phone like out of my <laughs> out of my second story window. Seth. Oh, man. It is. Uh... I can't even like. I don't even understand it. Yeah, I think the thought of uh, getting thrown off a bull, having him potentially stomp on me after I hit the ground, is worth the torture of having to listen to an hour of Seth Rogen laughing. Would you rather experience Christmas in 1700 or 2100? Mm, that's a good question. Probably 2100. Oh, wow. And I think it's because of the hygiene. <laughs> okay. I think. People in history smelled way worse than any of us can even fathom. Yeah. I just think, yeah, I think the standards for hygiene were so low because they had to be 
I think at the time, I don't think they walked around being like, hey, isn't it crazy how much we all reek and how little <laughs> we all shower and how toilet paper doesn't exist? Ugh. I just don't think they thought that. But like to go from what we have now back to that, I think it would be completely disorienting. Tough. You'd be like talking to some girl that you thought was good looking if you like teleported back there. And all of a sudden you'd be like, oh, so all your teeth are brown. You smell like poo and you haven't showered in two and a half weeks. I can't do this. But all the guys back then are like, this is totally normal. What are you talking about? Man, I was going to choose 1700, but you might have changed my mind. Yeah. Why would you choose? Why would you choose? I think I like the idea of the roughing it pre all this stuff we have now (laughs) time and having to go out and get your wood for your fire and. It might be cold outside. We're going to sit together with heavy blankets that we sewed and made ourselves by a fire inside our lodge, like Little House on the Prairie style. By age 37, you'd already been dead anyway. True. <laughs> no, I, I think the, the lifespan of, was a little longer But the than thought that, of but. my crush with fresh dingleberries, I don't like that. <laughs> I was watching some historical <laughs> show the other day, um, and I don't know, some somebody, it was like some king or something was like getting dressed for the day, and I'm like... I mean, there was no nudity, but I was like, oh, yeah, they didn't really have underwear back then. And then I was like, or toilet paper. What is the situation there? <laughs> How are you getting clean? And are you getting clean? I don't even know. I Then I was like, God, I just think everybody probably smelled way worse back then than we can even realize. Or maybe not. Yeah. Maybe I'm well, over. They probably, ex- they probably did. But do you think people noticed because it was just normal? That's what I'm saying. I, mean, I think I think cities smelled terrible. Because they had like no indoor plumbing, they had open sewers. Oh yeah, like gross. you have just gutters along running along the streets that people are emptying bedpans into. Like, I think there was just poop and pee just around all the time yeah, back then. We really didn't have the septic system down yet. No, not it, not it, especially in like when American cities like blew up population wise and just like overbuilt super fast, and the infrastructure was not there to handle it. So obviously, people back then knew like fecal matter and stuff like that was gross and stinky but all of a sudden like now I'm, my brain is spinning like when's the first the first time ever someone went like we smell we have our body odor is bad and then deodorant gets developed isn't isn't that why brides started carrying bouquets to cover up the bo i thought that's what the, i always For thought real? i always thought that was like the like the historical reason why wow. why brides carried big bouquets know. because the flowers helped cover up. I kind of want to do a deep dive on BO now over. and bring some answers next pod. I know there was like a letter that Napoleon wrote Josephine. He was going to be home in like, I don't know, two or three days. And he said, don't bathe. I think some people liked it. I think I think that's why he, that's why you put deer piss smell out for <laughs> deer hunting season. I think what human beings find attractive has always changed throughout history. Yeah. And to be- Napoleon, it was primal. Yeah. And like. I mean, throughout certain parts of history, being overweight was attractive because it meant you were well fed, you were rich. Like rich people were overweight, and that was a sign of like vitality and health. Yep. Was like they have plenty to eat. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's wow. why if you see some of those like Renaissance paintings where people are scantily clad, they're usually kind of plump. Like a little bit, because that showed health. Huh. I would have killed it in the Renaissance. I've always been slightly plump. We, we honestly would have dominated. I, if I showed up time traveling there, people would go, you must be the richest man in the world. <laughs> oh, man. I was just born in the wrong era. Honestly, we were. I kind of wish I was born in like 1846. Yeah. I would have killed. Not me. Not uh, Well, take me back to like 1300s Europe. Yeah, now we're talking. Yeah. Actually, think. Give I'm- me right in that bubonic plague. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I used to be walking around being like, "Hey, that thing is not spreading through people's eyeballs because you looked at them. Uh, that is, there are things called microbes, and there are bacteria. They'd be like, you're a witch. Did you know they <laughs> thought that thing spread through looking at people? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But, but if you have no concept of microbiology, True. you've never seen a microscope, and you don't know that bacteria exist, you're just like, well... Uh, that guy was in a room with me yesterday and now he's dead and he looked at me and now I'm dying. So it must spread through the eye, like through looking at people. Is this where sunglasses got invented? Uh, no, but I do think, um, people just avoided eye contact and were just like freaked out by it. 
That's weird, did you know there man. were people that would go from town to town during the bubonic plague, uh, just whipping themselves, um, and they were trying to appease God, and they were like, "We have to punish ourselves because this plague is a is a curse from God, and we have to show Him how sorry we are." And they would just go from town to town, whipping themselves with like cat o nine tails and stuff like that, and they thought they could appease God. My favorite times on boats are hands down when I was little and we'd have a family. We'd be staying up at Spirit Lake for the weekend. Me and my dad would get up five o'clock in the morning, almost always my idea. And because my dad's a morning person, he'd go with it and we'd get out there and hop on the boat right when the sun's coming up and we'd drive over to like West Okaboji and park in like a little inlet area that you can't get to like off a private dock. And there's not a single other boat out there. The water's glass and we just fish for like three hours. Mm. I like quiet fishing with like one other person. Yep. Me and my dad would just sit there and talk twins baseball and fish. Nice. The best. I really miss the naivety of the 90s. Okay. I was thinking about this the other day. By the way, world record intro. Yeah. (laughs) We're still on the intro. Yeah. An hour in. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) So I miss the naivety of the 90s where like back in the 90s, stuff would just happen in the news and we'd all be like, oh, that's weird. But that is what happened. And now, like, literally anything happens and people are like, it's a conspiracy. Every yeah, time. It's a conspiracy. Yeah. What, everything that you're seeing is not real. It's not. I mean, seriously, like, a tornado could go through a town and, and certain people would be like, well, if you think that was really just a tornado, then you are a, a sheeple and you're an idiot. I'm sorry. And it's like, <laughs> is it exhausting just walking around thinking everything is a conspiracy? It's like, got to be. Thank I, God I don't live that life. I will admit that in the 90s, we were probably too far the other way where we just thought everything was on the up and up. You know what I mean? Um, But it was a better time. Everybody wants to feel like they are in on secret knowledge and they're part of a secret club and they have revealed information. Like It makes sense why conspiracies are rampant. They 100% make you feel smarter than everybody else, right? I, I just miss the 90s where like, People didn't talk about conspiracies all the time. Yeah. It's exhausting. It was a great time to be alive. Social media hadn't ruined the world yet. That's the last. Oh, no. I have one more thought. Do you remember dirt dessert when we were kids? Oh, with the gummy worms in it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the greatest. An absolute staple of kids' birthday Dude, parties. I had no joke. Like two months ago, I had this thought. Like you never see it anymore. Brad Elder texted we me a never picture see of it. it. And Brad's like, where did this go? And I was like, I don't know. The but- whole world was in on it. <laughs> Dirt dessert yes. had this country in a chokehold. Kids in California like were eating it in school. Kids in Vermont were eating it. We were eating it in Iowa. You would go to your buddy's birthday party whose mom was a little bit crafty, and she'd bring out like a tray of them, and it she Greatest. like made it look like like real Iowa topsoil with a gut. And you were like, oh, so good. You were like, yes, dirt dessert. And then as quick as it was here, it's just gone. Gone. And no one's had it since. No one even makes it anymore. We need to have a 90s party and make that. Dude, you don't even know how many times I've de- I've like deliberated over the idea of a '90s party. Like, let's do it. I'm thinking of like the clothes, the the playlist that I would curate. Let's have one. Let's let's have a little '90s block party between here and the Burks. Why don't we just do it in your apartment? Let's do it. Maybe in here. Actually, you know, let who us has, spill out into the yard. I, maybe? I hate to voluntold him for stuff. Tom's Tommy Pickles yeah. got a great pad for a get together. Great like hosting house. Yes, '90s party at Tom's. Let's do it this summer though, so we can be outdoors. Dude, I'd be a bugle boy. For sure. <laughs> I'm going to rock some Oshkosh Pagosh. Actually, I might show up in Jinkos. <laughs> when those babies were fresh out of the fridge, I loved it so much. Are we talking about Jinkos? Are we talking about <laughs> the dirt? Oh, the dirt. Yeah. Because those worms were just a little hard. Yeah. And then you, you put them in your mouth and they still had like some chocolate and other stuff on them and they thaw out in your mouth and then you're just eating a gummy worm. Was it the best? Was it pudding? No, it was ice cream. No, pudding. It was pudding? And then it's crumbled Oreos on top. Crumbled Oreos, pudding, uh, usually like some maybe. I just remember enjoying eating it. I don't know what it was made out yeah. of. Yeah. Gosh, they were good. But yeah, here one day, like I said, Clutch. Had, had this country in a chokehold. Because the pudding mixed with the, the Oreo gives it a nice little crunch. So balances out the texture of the mushiness of the pudding. Yep. What an all-timer. <laughs> I, I, I'd like to have one again, but Dang. I just don't know that it's ever going to happen again. <sighs> Frick. Yeah. Those are so good. Should we call Jared? Call him up. Okay. This is going to be like a two-hour podcast. Jared in Wisconsin, you're on the radio. How are you guys doing? We're doing better now that we're talking to you, buddy boy. 
Josh. <laughs> hey, how are your folks doing? Oh, the folks are doing great. Hey, getting the snowblower out up there? Uh, yeah, we had to do a little bit of uh, snow moving uh, during that Thanksgiving break. I think we got, I want to say, about a half inch. But warmer temps this week, it's basically all gone. There you go. That's good. Well, yeah. speaking of Thanksgiving, we called because as our resident Wisconsinite, we want a full rundown of Wisconsin Thanksgiving this year. What was, you know, what did Barb bring to the, to the, to the gathering? What did Uncle Earl talk about? Give us the rundown. Well, this year was a little different for us. Uh, we had a few less people here. Normally we got some family that travels over, but ideally, if we're talking ideal Thanksgiving here, we got Aunt Mary bringing her apple crisp for dessert. Of course, everyone has an Aunt Mary. Oh boy, we got we got we got my mom Paula bringing her perfected recipe of sweet potato casserole. Got <laughs> some toasted marshmallows on top. Mm. <laughs> so good. Followed by oh, I think you know if, if my dad's doing the cooking, he's making a turkey, and and get this. If you make a turkey upside down, what? Uh, the breast section tends to be a little juicier. So a little attack for you there. What? I I grew up Catholic. I don't know if I could eat an upside down turkey. <laughs> yep. I've never heard of that. That's quite a hack. That's quite a hack. Yeah, and the, and the thing is, is uh, my my parents actually found that out by accident. They screwed up one Thanksgiving, and they're like, this is a great, happy accident. Yep, they screwed up one Thanksgiving, and uh, it's been something that they've done uh, ever since. Why is this bird winking at me? What's uh, what's Natalie bringing? What's the great Natsby bringing? Oh, what's Natalie bringing? Well, Natalie is really good at baking, so generally she does a, a holiday spread of miscellaneous cookies and oh, sweets where it's and, at. Uh, you know, like the chocolate-covered pretzels and God bless miscellaneous her. stuff like that. So, yeah, she's uh, she's really good about about uh, doing bacon this Glorious. time here. So, yeah, I generally have to uh, come home and put my uh, looser-fitting clothes on this time of year. Sam? Is there anything, Jared, that you contribute to this? Oh, um... Just comedy, or are you bringing uh, something I, tangible? there for uh, comedic relief uh, I'm really good at picking up and lifting things especially like awkwardly or highly in the air because <laughs> um, he's a mantis are you going around to all the nieces and nephews doing the pull my finger is that kind of your trick no no I'm, I'm not quite there yet I mean, you get a couple years I'm sure it's, I'm sure I'm knocking on that door though <laughs> how's the pheasant hunting this year any ditch chickens uh, no ditch chickens for us uh, we don't we don't get them as uh as organic as you guys over there. Oh, yeah. You're a duck guy, right? Yeah, the waterfall season just wrapped up for us. Uh, so uh, usually on Thanksgiving, we'll sneak away and do a Thanksgiving hunt. We didn't do that this year. We went uh, a couple days before, a couple days after, and had a lot of fun doing that. So See, I don't partake in that. I don't partake in that, and that's because TLC told me don't go chasing waterfowls. That's very true. <laughs> Adam shaking his head. He hates they, it so they, much. They taught you that, and they taught you that you don't want no scrubs. No scrubs. No. Hey, Big E, I'm going to shoot my shot with the uh, Duck Commander boys about doing a pod and some videos and stuff with them. If they, oh, if they, if this actually happens, I'm bringing you. I'm bringing you with. You guys can sit and talk ducks. Oh, even if I wasn't invited, I'd show up. All right. <laughs> hey, I got one last question for you. What's everybody drinking at Thanksgiving over there? Mm. Okay. Oh, he sounds like he just sat down. He he's bracing for this. No, I'm 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 pacing for this one. Okay. I'm in the garage. I'm actually tinkering with my ice fishing stuff right now. But, uh, God, I'd love to be there. I'd love to be there so much. <laughs> I uh oh, what are we drinking? Well, here's the thing. So I grew up Catholic too, and if we're having we're having Thanksgiving at my cousins. Uh, that'd be my uh, uncle Dino and Aunt Mary that I mentioned before. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We're over there. We're looking at uh, we're looking at some some water, maybe some sparkling water, and maybe if we're lucky, they, they break out the big jug of that Italian wine. Have you ever seen it? Oh yeah, but it was always in my grandparents' yeah. fridge. Looks like some kind of scientific apparatus of some sort. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it looks like 
maybe taken from like a whiskey still or something. Yeah, I think uh, I think if you go down in anyone's Italian folks' basement, they got at least one of those. Looks like it's made by a guy named Giuseppe. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You definitely had a Giuseppe doing that. I think my grandpa took a pull off that like once a day at lunch. Live till live till he's ninety two. They had some things figured out. Uh, <laughs> Dino was was ninety four, so he just kicked the bucket. It's like the oh man, it's like the, the original prune juice. Yeah, is yeah. so Dino and Mary. Is that the Dino that we've talked about? That is yes, that is the Dino that we have talked about before. Lived a good life. No, that's different Dino, right? Dino Junior. Dino Junior. Yeah. Dino Jr., a.k.a. the general, the most uh, <sighs> honest, hardworking, by-the-book guy I've, I've ever known. Well, I just want you to know, I am still holding a grudge with a certain someone public figure over his actions trying to besmirch the general's name. Yep. I will never let it go, Jared. I want you to know that. Dino's okay, got you, shooters out here. <laughs> I would throw hands for Dino. Same. Never met him. And we are gonna we are gonna leave it cryptically at that. I'm not gonna go into it yep. on the pod, but <laughs> I stand with Dino and I'll put the bumper sticker on my car. There you go, Jared. Thanks for talking to us, buddy. It was great being uh, being on the show again with Jared. You guys. Your voice. One of these days we'll sit down and do it. Yes, your voice is literally like serotonin for me. <laughs> he loves That's it. How I feel about you? The that the Wisconsin accent is. It's freaking glorious. It's dopamine for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I, thought I, I thought I lost it there for a little while when no. I lived in Iowa for about a decade. But it never leaves you. It's, it's, it's working its way back in, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. You guys have a great night. All right. See you, buddy. Say hi to your folks for me. That's right. Tell your folks that says hi. Okay. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> oh, man. Gotta love Jared. Wisconsin, like the Wisconsin accent truly is like, I love it so much. I don't know what it is. Like they just sound, they just sound salt of the earth. They people. sound just salt of the earth. Happy salt of the earth. People. Ah, great guy. Great yeah. guy. All right. Hey, I like that you brought up the, uh, the, uh, drink, the drink thing, because we're going to rank our top five holiday beverages. Oh man. I don't even know. This could be a short list for me. Well, hopefully you got at least five. I don't, but we'll try. <laughs> well, if you don't, you can you can go off of mine, maybe it'll help you. Um I was thinking more like, you know, what what do you drink around Christmas? What really tickles your fancy around Christmas or winter time, I guess. Um, you want me to go first? Please. Well, you want me to list all five or my number one? I don't think it's gonna matter because I all can right. think of nothing that I drink uh, during Christmas that's out of the ordinary right, than gonna, what I normally drink. Well, true, but they just seem a little bit better at Christmas time. Okay, number one all time for me is just good old hot black coffee. Can't beat sitting down at Christmas just slamming throughout the entire day with the family. I will drink an entire pot. Really love it so much. Hot and black, caffeinated. Don't need any. Oh, full calf. Okay. Don't need anything else in it. Just straight from the pot, right down my throat. Uh, after that. Little bourbon, neat. Oh. I love sipping on bourbon. It's it's a does great. Bur- does bourbon drink. neat mean there's no olive in it? <laughs> no, no ice. Oh, okay. no, nothing. Just straight from the gl- straight from the bottle. Why don't to they the just glass say plain? I don't know because we're pretentious. Well, I don't think I just don't think it sounds cool to say like I'll have a bourbon plain. <laughs> nah, bourbon neat. I did say it at, uh, at this really nice steakhouse we went to in Des Moines last weekend, and the owner. Uh, he goes, ooh, whiskey guy. Did you go to Sizzler? I said I wanted neat. Uh, one step up. Okay. Simon's. Remember Ryan's Steakhouse in Des Moines? No. Really? I don't. I guess you didn't grow up in the area. No. I think it closed before <laughs> you would ever like be aware of it. Okay, no, so no, you went I just, to a steakhouse. I just went there, and I, I, I said, what do you have for great bourbons? And he goes, oh, I don't know. And I said, well, I want it neat. And he goes, oh, whiskey guy. And he brought out like eight different ones for me to sample. Big Knob Creek guy? It was great. Uh, I Is do that love a bourbon? Knob Creek, yeah. Is Wild Turkey a bourbon? No. Wild Turkey is whiskey? a oh yeah, it's a whiskey. So bourbon's whiskey, Scotch is whiskey, rye. Isn't is whiskey. the difference ones from Kentucky and ones from Tennessee? Yeah, and then what there was some are made with corn, some are made with wheat, some are made differently. Mash, yeah, the mash, the mash consistency. Anyway, whiskey neat is my number two. Number it, three is Zima a whiskey? <laughs> Depends on how you make it. Oh, okay. Depends on how long you leave it in the fridge, let it ferment. Do they make non-alcoholic whiskey? For people who like Boy, the taste of whiskey but don't want to imagine, get drunk. I can't imagine you would. Can you imagine like 
I would like a non-alcoholic whiskey. Gosh, that'd be something. It'd be hilarious. That would be hilarious. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Okay. Uh, number three, a little hot cocoa. I do not like hot chocolate. Somebody drank what? it in front of me today, and I was like, I always am into it for like half of the first sip. And then I'm like, why did I get this? I, I don't cocoa. want this. But you can't do like a big glass of it like coffee. It gets to be too much. When people just put like a ton of marshmallows and stuff in it, I'm like, yuck. I don't like it. You know what's clutch? If you want to get a little festive. Throw some hot cocoa candy cane. in the bottom of your cup of coffee and then pour coffee into oh, it. Oh, it's almost like a creamer. It's funny that you bring that up because the person mentioned that's how they started drinking coffee as a kid. Was really? Hot cocoa in the bottom, cocoa mix in the bottom, and then pour coffee over it. Oh, I'll be darned. Yep. Number four for me would be a good Christmas lager. A lot of these beer companies have like their winter lagers or Christmas lagers that come out. I'm not a big lager guy, but I will dabble with the Christmas ones. What's the difference between a lager and an IPA? Is there a difference? Uh, yeah. IPAs a lot of time are made with like citrus floral stuff and your lagers. And taste bad. Oh, I love them so much. (laughs) And number five is an old fashioned. My favorite whiskey drink outside of just straight neat whiskey is an old fashioned. I I might've had one of those ones. Oh, yummy. So good. I I am just not cool enough to drink liquor. It always, it just tastes like straight gasoline and it burns going down and I'm like, why why do people think this is better than Dr. Pepper? <laughs> this is just turpentine. Yeah. It's uh it's a bit of a warming up phase when you first start it, yes. I do I have had a little bit and it does make your your insides feel very warm very quickly. Yeah. So yeah. I get the appeal. Yeah. Yeah. Um do you like so my honorable mention is cider, eggnog, punch, oh, wine, and I mellow hate- yellow. Because Mellow Yellow belong, belongs on every best beverage list. I hate punch. I know passion. you do. It's so gross. I remember when we talked about it. <laughs> and when it has that foamy, frothy white stuff oh, on top. give it to me. It's like sea foam. Give it to me. Oh, it's terrible. Mm. Um, I've never had eggnog, it's although gross. it doesn't seem like anything I would like. So, okay, it's not gross, but it's not my thing. Is it really made with eggs? Yeah. And it's What's like the a- nog part? I don't know why it's called that. It's it's pretty much like a thick milk. Yeah. But it, it's not for me. I think whoever's marketing eggnog and decided to name it eggnog. It's a bad name. It's a bad name. Very, but people freaking love it. I don't get it. Well, Picket Fence Creamery in Woodward makes eggnog ice cream and people love it. They only make it during the holidays. Mm. But you just named it so poorly that yeah. any kid automatically does not want to try eggnog. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what they could have called it. Christmas drink? I don't know. <laughs> uh, shout out by what you said. Shout out to, I know we're not supposed to get free advertisements, but they are family, so we'll do it for them. Pick a, friend's, pick a Fence Creamery. I texted you this, whatever it was, like a month and a half, two months ago. I was fully locked in with them for a full day following the updates as they got their new cheese fat thing. Oh, yeah, cheese curds. They, like, were, they introduced us, and they were getting it, and then they had a picture of it when it arrived, pictures of it being installed, pictures of it in use, Pictures of the cheese that it made and like being packaged and ready to go. It was it was an all day adventure and I was all in on it. Oh, and it's right up. I your followed alley. it. It's the kind of stuff you would love. I lo- I followed along all day long. I felt like I was there on a tour. Yeah, I loved it so much. So uh, I don't really like hot cider. I- I'm just not. I'm not a good person to ask about this because all fair. year round I'm drinking water, milk, Dr Pepper, and some coffee with a lot of French vanilla creamer. There you go. And Arnold Palmer. That's all you need. Yeah. I, I, You know, if you want to be technical, a holiday drink for me would be like an Arnold Palmer while playing board games with a family. Yeah. I like that. All right. Um, let's hit a 90s quicker here and bounce. This is going to be a ve- it, was, it was a very loaded front loaded intro, but we had to get some we had to catch up. And I feel like it was all good points and fun things to talk about. So I think people yes. will enjoy it for sure. So it's like, well, it's the kind of things you talk about just sitting around a bonfire. Dang right, buddy. Uh, so because it is, the, it is the most wonderful time of the... I love Christmas so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. More than Halloween? Oh, yeah. Christmas is number one. Halloween two, three, Flag Day. Uh, 90s quick hitter. Because it is Christmas. I was like, you know what? For these 90s quick hitters for, uh, for December, we should just like... I want to pick a year. And we'll see what the top toys were for that year for Christmas. Okay. So, I, I remember the year that Tickle Me Elmo went 
like crazy. Bon- yeah, bonkers. People were like fist fighting each yep. other for it. So I just because it's nineties quick hitter, you got us. I picked nineteen ninety, the top five gifts when I was doing research and stuff. Number one gift in nineteen ninety was a New Kids on the Block concert kit. Oh wow, we had a new because we had two like giant New Kids on the Block. Poster, seriously poster puzzles i never got into them i always had heard about them but like never was a thing for me we i grew up 90s country um but apparently this kit came with like cassettes of interviews with the guys and then also like a full concert on cassette i believe it yeah i, I my me and my brothers went through a nuke on the block phase all right so you, i want to okay how you have older your brothers are older right yeah, I'm the I'm the youngest. All right, so you guys might have had this. Number two was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle party wagon set. Yes, yes, I I think I had this. Yeah, it, it was their van, right? Yeah, their van. Yes, I had that. And I guess you could drive them around in it and yep. do stuff. And I had the sewer set. I had the whole set of their yeah, sewer. It was hangout. like a big thing, and I did, I had never heard of it until I did this research. Never had like, the blimp. I wanted the blimp. I was like, I bet Burke had that because he loved the turtles. Yeah, and you could strap him into the door and it pop out, <laughs> yeah. and then. You could shoot these little bombs out of it. It was so awesome. Uh, I love it. Uh, number three, I've heard of this. Uh, never had it. Don't think any of my cousins had it. My pretty ballerina. If I think if I if if it's what I'm thinking, it is. You would push a button, and it it was like a ballerina that had like wings type things for arms. And when you push the button, it would pop out and spin and like fly around your room. If if it's what I'm hmm. thinking of. Interesting. I could be wrong. All right. Uh, number four was WWF action figurines. They got big. Had got those big as well. Man. Yep. I had Sting. I had Brutus the Beefcake. Yeah, Brutus the Barber. Yeah, Brutus the Barber. The Barber Beefcake. Yeah, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Yep. Was that his name? Yep. Loved him. Um, We might have had, um, what was that? No, the, not the Bushwhackers. <laughs> um, Hawk and... Oh, the animals. Hawk and animal. Legion of Doom. Legion of Doom. That's yeah. Yeah, I think we had Legion of Doom. Legion and, of Doom. And we might have had Ultimate Warrior and Hogan. So good. Actually, we had an Andre the Giant one too. Yeah. Yeah, we had that. We had the ring. Dude. So with the actual elastic ropes and everything. My babysitter's husband, some of me and my buddies, we were wrestle wrestling fiends. We loved it. My babysitter's husband made us all personal rings. Whoa. Like three by three rings, big ones that we got to take home. And he put ropes and everything. And then we got us, and then we sat at home and just played with our figurines all day long, doing off the top rope, doing the move. I mean, hours. Yes. It was the greatest game of had all time. A, I had a wrestling buddy. I had Macho Man. Love that. And I never Mach- had a wrestling Macho buddy. Man autographed it. Gosh, that's amazing. And we met him at a department store in Des Moines. My son sleeps with it now. I love that. My brother got a bloody nose on it. And my mom threw it in the washer and the autograph faded. It's still there, but it's faint. That's depressing. Dang it, Brad. Number five. This is when it all started. The Nintendo Game Boy. Oh, I had 1990. My, I had my cousin's hand-me-down that I bought in like 95. Okay. Yeah, I didn't have one until I want to say mid-90s. So um, you, I want to uh, revisit something that I saw you post right before we hopped on the pod earlier before you showed up. Okay. Your Facebook post. Okay. It could fit in the 90s quick hitter. Was this an actual thing? Yes. Your Weezer's Windows thing? That was real? Yep. I don't remember that at all. And we had a gateway computer with Windows and all that on it. I do not remember this Weezer thing. So we had a Hewlett Pack. Actually, yeah, Hewlett Packard. We had a Hewlett Packard. um, And it was Windows 95. And for some reason, the media player came with the music video for Weezer's Buddy Holly, like preloaded. <laughs> I love that. And like, that was like the first time I think I'd ever listened to Weezer and we would watch the music video and it's a happy days video. I think Spike Jones directed it. Yep. Um, and they s- like spliced him into an episode of happy days. And I, I remember just like watching it all the time. And I know for a fact that it was preloaded because we didn't have the internet when we bought that computer. Yep. The internet, we got the internet later. Yep. Um, so and some people responded and were like, oh, my gosh, we had that video, too. So somehow Weezer, like, cut a deal with Microsoft and had their music video on there. Good marketing. Yeah. Great marketing. We used to All play right. a lot of Doom, too. Oh. And Doom. Wolfenstein 3D. Doom was awesome. Wolfenstein was also yeah, sweet. I do remember computer We games. had Picture Perfect Golf. Oh, Chips Challenge. Yep, Chips Challenge was Forgot great. about that. Did great you, game. Did you have games on your TI-83? What the heck is that? Your TI-83 calculator in high school? Oh, no. Oh, dude, we had um, we had Dino Puzzle. 
I've never heard of any. I got a rudimentary version of somebody made for a TI-83. It was Star Trek pod or Star Wars pod (laughs) racing on a calculator. Yes. And do you remember on the bottom of those, you could plug in a cord that would connect it to another one. Yeah. And that's how we spread the games around. Like, oh, you got you got Dino Puzzle and Block Dude. And like, can I get that? I don't remember any of that. And then if Mr. Anderson caught you playing games on your TI-83, our science teacher, he would take your calculator and he knew how to wipe the games and he would wipe them. Oh, it was so bad. And then you'd like, why would a calculator company put games on knowing kids are going to be using them in school? Why do they care? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know that even they did it. I think people just figured out how to code it or something. That's awesome. And so it was called Puzzle Pack and there was four games. That was like we, our cell phones didn't have games back then. And if you even like had a cell phone on the premise back then, oh, man, you'd get shown up, get hit over the head with a nightstick, mm-hmm. arrested and thrown out of school. <laughs> and we, yeah. we, had, we had to keep them locked in our lockers all day. So like you couldn't just pull your phone out and play a little snake in study hall. Nope. You'd get sent right to jail. Yep. So you had to pull your TI-83 out and be like, oh, I'm just doing some equations on math here. And really, you're just playing <laughs> block, dude. Oh, I know some of the listeners had this. I'm sure a lot of people will chime in when they hear this. That's awesome. All right. Well, that was a fun episode. Um, thanks for sticking with it, listening to it all. Um, it was a long intro, but by golly, I know it was entertaining. Christmas season is here. It's my favorite time of the year. I love it so much. I was having like nostalgic, like just, just having, I was like up in my fields earlier when I was on the farm and it was like, it was cold out and like the sun was going down. I was finishing up hauling bales. It was an early day and I had worship Christmas music blaring in my earbuds. Gosh, I love this time of year. I was just having the best time out there. Um, make sure to tell your friends about the podcast. We want this to be the biggest Midwest entertainment podcast the world has ever seen. And you can't tell me there's another one out there better than us. So let's blow this baby up. Make it awesome. Um, tell your friends. Share. Share. It's on Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. Tell your friends about Iowa everywhere, too. They should follow that. I have a podcast on there. That's all I got. I think think you're awesome if you listen. I hope you have a Merry Christmas, and I'll tell you that the next time and the next time before Christmas when we do an episode. Otherwise, stay fresh, bundle up, don't catch a cold. How that? Imagine being Mary Pedersen and your only child is this kid who hucks apples at cars. Uh, your only child. Are, are you an only child? <laughs> no. You're not? I have a sister. You have a sister? Yeah, named Leah. Older or younger? <laughs> older. Two years older, named Leah. What? Family, husband, everything. Does she look like you? The whole nine. No. I've never... This is news to me. Yeah. I've never <laughs> seen a picture of this lady. <laughs> this is wild. I thought this story ended with like, you hucked this apple and... The car like pulled into the driveway and like this guy got out in a suit and he knocked on the door. He's like, I'm a Yankee scout. And let me tell you, your son, (laughs) the arm on that boy. And that was like you getting discovered. Oh, that'd be sick. Nope. It ended with me getting spanked.